You are welcome to Faith to Faith broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Father, we thank you for the brutal truths that we're going to be sharing today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, um, I decided that today we'll just talk freely and um, touch a few things that will help people in their relationships. And I want to focus on how you can have a supernatural relationship. Amen. You know, um, as believers, we're not called to an ordinary life. We're not called to have the same experiences the people in the world have. The experiences we have growing up should be different. The experiences we have in our careers should be different. The experiences we have in our marriages should be different. The experiences we have in our relationships should be different. Different in what sense? It should be different from the experiences those that are not in covenant are having. So there are people that are not in covenant with God. Whatever experience they are having should not be the same experience we are having. So how can we have that supernatural experience in our relationships? How can we have that supernatural experience in our marriages? Some years back they used to say that in most parts of America, 50% of the marriages get into a divorce. Later they said it's, not, it's more than that now. It's two out of every three marriages. Two out of every three. That means that every three people that get married, you're sure that two won't make it. Without knowing, somehow, even in our country, you have a lot of those kind of cases. Sometimes you go to the courts. You'll be amazed at, at the amount of divorce cases they're handling. But what really is disturbing is when you hear that they are believers. Glory to God. That they are believers. They even serving in church. But now, they have to go through a divorce. If we don't use the knowledge of God's word as made available to us, what will happen is that the same way the world is having divorces, that's how the church will be having divorces. And the truth is that if that happens, it means that the next generation of believers, the next generation of believers, a generation will come that don't really know what it means to be married. Amen. Are you understanding? There will be a generation that doesn't even know what it really means to be married. As believers in Christ, we have something. Hallelujah. And that thing we have should help us in our relationships. If not for anything, we have the wisdom of God. Amen. 
So, with the wisdom of God, we should be able to solve problems. Why do people get divorced? Problems. Simple. Problems. Human problems. How many of you want to see supernatural in your relationship? Amen. Praise God. You know, most of the time we quote scriptures. A husband sometimes will quote a scripture to his wife, say, Wife, submit to your husband. And then sometimes the wife will quote to the husband, Husband, love your wife. And they have this scripture contest. You understand that? Where they're quoting back and forth scriptures to themselves. Actually, they're fighting with scriptures. But listen. Every instruction that you see in the Bible, you cannot take an instruction and look away from the context in which the instruction was given. Am I communicating? You can't take an instruction out of the context. If not, you're saying something else. Everything, especially in Ephesians, Ephesians 5 talks a lot about marriage, the mystery of marriage. Every instruction given in the New Testament, especially in the New Testament, was given with a mindset that it is talking to those that are born again. Amen. Are you with me? It was given in the context that it is addressed to the believer. Ephesians was not written to a cocoa master. Ephesians was written to the believer in Christ. Are you understanding me? So now, you have a young girl that wants her husband to love her according to God's word, but she now marries a cocoa master. Now, what you fail to understand is that he cannot do the word of God. Amen. In the same way, a young man wants his wife to submit, then he gets married to someone that is not saved. Amen. Love your husband. Submit to, sorry, love your wife. Submit to your husband. Was told to those that have the ability to do it. Amen. Let me, first of all, establish the understanding of marriage. There are a lot of young people that don't really understand what marriage is. And if you don't understand what marriage is, you would definitely not be doing marriage, even if you are in a marriage. You will be doing something else in a marriage relationship. First thing to understand is that marriage was not a human idea. Hello? It's not some group of people sitting down and coming up with a resolution that humans should marry. No, marriage was not a human idea. It was God's idea. Marriage is a spiritual institution for the society. It was not the society that decided. No, that's how God designed to influence society and keep society under the influence of God. If families are under God's influence, societies will be under God's influence. That's God's plan. Because every society 
is simply made up of several families. Is that not so? Yeah. The world we live in is just made up of families. So, if every family is under the influence of God, God's word, then the society will be under the influence of God's word. So, when one person, one family does not succeed in its own endeavor to raise children, what the Bible calls godly seed. Let me show you a scripture. In Malachi 2, verse 15, give me the amplified version of Malachi 2, 15. Once some of you hear Malachi, you just think that that's where we're going. We're not talking about tithes now. Amen. Malachi 2.15 And did not God make you and your wife one flesh? Did not one make you and preserve your spirit alive? And why did God make you two one? Why did he make two of you one? Look at it. Because he sought what? A godly offspring from your union. That means that the greatest desire of God, why he wanted those marriages, is to bring forth what? Godly offspring. Godly seed. That means that a marriage, the success of a marriage is in bringing forth what? Godly seed. Godly offsprings. Marriage was and is God's idea. Hallelujah. Are we together? That's why no textbook, no talk show, no series, no Oprah Winfrey can give you the definition of marriage. The definition of marriage can only be found in the mind of the one that came up with the idea of marriage. What did God have in mind? We have a lot of models. And people say, this is how marriage is supposed to be. Let no two people that are not working in the light of God's word be the standard for your own marriage or your own relationship. So we have the first God-instituted relationship. Between Adam and Eve. And then we have Adam. He was on his own. I, I, I bet you that if you met him, you think he was doing well. Hallelujah. But God said, look, look. It's not good that he should be alone. That means God said, you know, he's not complete. Something else needs to be added. And then God brought Eve. And that was the first marriage. Praise God. Now, we cannot have a supernatural relationship if we ourselves... I made, I made a statement in the third service, so let me just... Uh, second service, sorry. I was talking about the supernatural. And I said the supernatural operates when people understand the Lordship of Christ. Everybody say the Lordship of Christ. Say it again, the Lordship of Christ. Now, how can you marry a natural man and have a supernatural relationship? It's not going to work. How can you marry a natural woman and have a supernatural relationship? It's not going to work. 
someone complained to me, said, you know, he said, there's a lady who wants to get married to her. But she doesn't always, she doesn't always say, let us pray. She doesn't want to pray. I said, yes, how will you be telling her to pray? Have you even asked if he's born again? And lady, the girl is not born again. You're telling her to pray. Why would she pray? Why should we pray to who? Hallelujah. She's not saved. So some of us are making demands on a relationship that the relationship can never produce. Are you listening to me? You're making a demand on a relationship. That relationship can never produce it. So, let's start from that point. Where you understand that for us to have a supernatural relationship, we have to have people that are not natural. Hallelujah. First of all, coming together. Why was God against intermarriages of, of tribes? Even in the Old Testament. Why? It's because of the covenants. Hallelujah. The covenants. He said the Jews shouldn't marry non-Jews. It was the covenant to preserve the covenant. Because he knew that those other people have idols that they worship. Now, let me make you understand something. Which is happening today. In Genesis chapter 6, we have the story of how the Bible says God saw that all of humanity was corrupt. To the extent that he grieved God that he had made man. What was the corruption? Simple. He said that the sons, the language used was that the sons of God met with the daughters of men. Hallelujah. Now, when we refer to daughters of men, we're talking about human, humans, ladies. They talked about fallen angels, spirit beings. Hallelujah. That mingled and had sexual intercourse with humans. And then they gave birth to giants. What they gave birth to were half human you know, that's where you are, all these Greek people talk about Hercules and all those. That's where they understand that. Yeah, they are half human and half, you understand that? What was the devil trying to do? To pollute the human race. Amen. That same strategy of polluting the human race is the same thing the devil tries to do where someone is born again and he moves them to get joined to someone that is not saved. Is to pollute the seed that is going to come. Amen. Are you understanding me? Yeah. Now, there are cases, listen to me, there are some of you here that you were already, you got married as an unbeliever. That's a different case. And so, now you are born again and your spouse is not born again. That's a different case. Now, but if you are here, let me start with those of you that are not yet married. If you are not yet married, happy are ye, amen, that you are hearing this before you get married. Marriage is the only place that people don't go to school for. Someone wants to do, do, um, wants to be an engineer, he goes to school for five years. Someone wants to be a doctor, he goes to school for six years. Someone wants to be an accountant, he goes to school for four years. That accountancy, medicine or engineering, he will retire from it. But someone wants to go to marriage that is for a lifetime, he goes to no school, he does counseling for three weeks. Are you seeing the difference? That one is lifetime, lifetime, lifetime. That means that part of the challenge is that there are several people that get into marriage or relationship and they went with the wrong... Now, there's difference between... You know, they went with an information, but it's the wrong information. The information is not based on God's standard and God's plan for marriage. So they get into marriage. And of course, what do you expect? Things will go wrong. 
Every marriage that is working is supposed to model another one that will work. Hallelujah. Are we together? And in the same way, when a marriage is not working, it's, it's not just the children in that marriage, but even people around. It affects them too. You have a lot of young ladies, sometimes we've even spoken to them, that, I mean, I don't think I'll get married. I don't think I'll get married. Why are they talking like that? Have you seen anyone that saw something good that didn't want it? The reason why they are saying that is that what they are seeing is something wrong. Something that maybe they've seen a lady hurt. They've seen, you know, things go wrong. And they say, if this is what marriage is, I don't want it. But I want to announce to you that the Bible says marriage is good. Amen. That marriage is honorable. Amen. Now, I've said it before. I said it somewhere. It was not in our church. I was preaching somewhere and I said to them, and they were wondering why I was saying it. I said, look, and let me say it to you. If you are not married, it's not a must that you must marry. Amen? Hello? I know some people say, ah, brother, you must not marry. Sister, you must not marry. If you don't marry, it, you, the marriage is not a ticket to heaven. Are you understanding me? Whether you marry or you don't marry, Jesus is the Lord of your life. Amen. So let's start with that. So some of you that are believing like they are forcing you to get married. I didn't even plan to get married in the first place. It's starts to marry. Okay now. I said, okay, let me marry. Yes, no, it's not by force. If no preacher has ever told you that, hear it from me. It's not by force. But at the same time, I will tell you that if you decide not to get married, it shouldn't be because you think that marriage doesn't work. Marriage works. Marriage is honorable. It's good. Paul didn't get married. Hallelujah. It was a choice he made. Some of you myself got better. You understand? There are some brothers who married that distracted their destiny. Amen. So they are not even married yet. There are brothers that used to pray before. Now they are escorting sisters every evening. By the time you escort, 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 escort a sister from Ajib Junction, trek to Rumokuta, trek back, you know, back. You can't pray again, you just sleep. You understand that? Nobody sent him on any errand. So for those of you that are not yet in, what I'm trying to establish here is that you are not yet in. Hey, 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 it's a big, it means that you, you have the opportunity to succeed in it. Amen. Now, I will just say this, and if I don't say any other thing, I'll be okay because of time. It's the fact that, everybody say love. love. Say love. Someone said that you might need love to start a relationship, but you need commitment to finish. Amen. And of course, whatever he's saying, he's talking about human love. Amen. And here, some of you marry people because you have an emotional or physical attraction. Amen. Well, let me put it this way. The emotional and physical attraction could be part of it. 
But it shouldn't be the ultimate. Amen. It shouldn't be the ultimate. A marriage is not sustained by emotional or physical attraction. That's why if you're a believer, if you want to see the supernatural in your marriage, the greatest thing you will learn is how to walk in the God kind of love. The God kind of love is different from human love. Amen. Are you with me? Yep. What makes that your wife will offend you and you will not send her out of the house is because you also know that the time you offended God, He did not send you out of the house. Are you understanding me? That love of God is the agape. If you read all the time God's word in the New Testament was talking about loving your wife. He was not talking about physical love. He always used the agape. Hallelujah. Because that's the one that will never fail. You know what First Corinthians 13 was talking about? That love that doesn't fail. Every other one will fail. But that one won't fail. So you have a lot of singles that have not even understood how much God loves them first. Amen. They don't even understand the love of God for themselves. How much more unleashing that love or walking in that love. That love is a divine love. It is that love that makes you endure. It's also, and let me explain something. Love is not foolishness. Don't mix, don't mix them up. Love is the highest dimension of God's power. Hallelujah. The Bible said Jesus had compassion on the sick and healed them. That means that his response of love was to release healing power. That means anytime you're walking in divine love, healing power is released into your spouse. Are you hearing me? Love is different from... Well, they say we shouldn't say anything. No, it's not they say we shouldn't say anything. It's not they say we shouldn't say anything. This thing you are doing, you are conscious that it is, you are releasing supernatural power that will give you victory at the end. Amen. Listen, if you are working in natural love, you are not going to have supernatural results in your relationship. How do we know which one you are working in? Love, that love of God, you should have a revelation of it. Everybody say revelation. A revelation of God's love. Give me um, Ephesians 5. Let me just read 1 and 2. Maybe it will help us a little. It says there, Be therefore followers of God. And some men will say imitators of God as their children. Next verse. Then it says something here. And walk in love. So in Christ, we don't, you know, we in Christ, we don't fall in love. We walk. Our eyes are very open. We know what we are doing. When we say, I do, we know what we are doing. You understand that? We, we walk, we don't fall, we, we don't fall, fall in love. We walk in love. So it says, as Christ also had loved us. That means, you can't walk in love if you don't know how Christ first loved you. Amen. Are you understanding me? I'm coming somewhere. And had given himself for us an offering. That means that if you understand how Christ loves you, when you are in your marriage also, you also give yourself as an offering and a sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when you are doing it, you won't feel like you are doing something stupid. You will know that you are winning. That's the revelation of it. 
that you are winning. That you are winning. So, we walk in love as Christ also had loved us. Now, the love walk is how you measure someone's maturity in Christ. Amen? Some sisters follow gifted brothers. You know what I mean, a gifted brother? A brother can be gifted. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, you don't have to be spiritual at all to have gifts of the Spirit. I hope you know that. You can be born again today, just now. And miracles will be happening in your life just now. Because it's a gift. So there are some sisters that get attracted when they see gifted brothers. Some gifted brothers are still babies in Christ. And babies whine. You understand that? They complain about everything. So he is not yet mature in the love work. So today is happy. Tomorrow is not happy. Next tomorrow is happy. He said, but the power of God is in his life. You know, there are some brothers that will snap their fingers, blind eyes open, but they still beat their wife in the house. They will say, oh Lord, strengthen me to be this woman today. I receive power from on high. In the name of Jesus. You can't take it from him that is gifted. But you see, what makes a brother not hit his wife is the love of God in his heart. What makes a sister also not pour hot oil on her husband is the love of God in her heart. What makes a sister not hang her husband for weeks without feeding him in the bedroom, amen, is the love of God in her heart. You know that some ladies, they <laughs> say, ah, <laughs> hallelujah. There's a love of God in our hearts. So, if someone is not mature in that love work, every relationship that has a problem, check it, is a love work. That work, working in love, is that's where the problem is. That love work. They've not understood the love work. It's love that makes you Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. The translation there says actually a multitude of faults. It makes you not to see faults because you are seeing what you expect. Hallelujah. This thing I'm saying, I speak to those that are about to get married. But those that are already in the marriage. Where you've already had some manifestation of flesh. Where the way you are listening to this message is different from the way someone that is not married is listening to it. You are listening with, okay, what about when? You understand? You have something that you have. There's a question you want to throw as I'm even standing here. So now I come to you. If you're married, and you have, you know, there are different marriages. There are some marriages, some are Afghanistan marriage. 
Some are Paris. It's once in a while. <laughs> okay, let's use Nigeria. <laughs> Some are having a book around experience. There's terrorism. It has gone on for so long that everybody's used to it. Are you understanding me? Then there are people that once in a while there are eruptions of flesh. Then there are those that, you know. Now, let's start with the Afghanistan, Boko Haram crisis. You know, sometimes you come back home, you understand that, and the husband is with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> or you come back home, you understand that the wife has broken the windscreen of the car. You know, just, just, just everybody's trying to manifest who is more wicked. You understand? Everybody's trying to manifest who is more wicked. Now, there are different cases. If you are in that kind of situation, let me say something first. The first thing I want to know is. Are both parties, if both parties are born again, it's a little easier. But if one party is saved, the one that is saved is going to be the burden bearer to make that relationship work. Are you understanding me? If you are the one that is saved and you are here, eh? you know what they call intercession? The ministry of intercession is a ministry of taking the problems of another until it is solved. If you're not going to change your spouse, whether it's husband or wife, by talking. See, stop talking. Stop all operations in the flesh. Stop. All the energy you put talking, put it on your knees in fasting and prayers. Let me explain something to you. Sometimes, some spouses spoil what God is about to do with their mouth. You know, anytime you talk, anytime you talk, anytime you talk, you are making confessions. Especially if you are the believing party in the relationship. You say, the husband does something. And I say, hmm, hmm. We will die in this marriage together. One day, you, either you will kill me or you, I will kill you. Those confessions, your confessions are more powerful than your husband's own because you are saved. He is not saved. So, even if the husband didn't want to behave anyhow, that confession is upon him. What you said, the power to kill you, you release it upon him. Maybe he was going and say, no, 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 you are going, come and kill me, come and kill me, come and kill me. He didn't plan to kill you, but you are confessing the power of God came upon him, he came to kill you. So, how you solve the problem, stop talking, stop talking. Stop talking! Anytime someone wants to go around, stop talking! Okay, you have been talking. Has it changed the problem? Some talking is to dash you something. You understand that? Ah, bish! Ah, bish! Ah, You understand that? Stop talking! Stop talking! If you feel you can't do it for long, put yourself like on seven days. 
I will never say anything negative. I will respond. What you now start doing is that, see, every human being is under an influence of something. Are you understanding me? So, either you're under the influence of God or under the influence of the devil. The only way you can break that influence of the devil over his life is in, do you know why you have the right to do that? You are in a blood covenant with that man or that woman. So the things you say and pray about, they will happen in that person's life. And it's not the one you'll be warning the person, I will pray for you. Pray. No, don't warn him. Don't warn him. Don't warn him. Now I keep talking to him. There are cases where the man is the, the, man is the one that is going through everything. You start praying. Concerted prayers. Hallelujah. About your spouse. See, there are prayers you pray. It's different from what you have been doing. It's not in your prayer time. It's, oh God. Yasmin, he beat me yesterday. God, God, remember him. Remember. No, no, no. It's not that type. This is not your morning prayer prayer. This is special time set apart. It could be at night. It could be in the morning. It could be in the afternoon. Maybe he has gone out two hours. Lord, I don't know what to pray about that man. But Lord, I'm standing in the gap for him until something breaks. Are you understanding me? Then you start praying in tongues. You start praying in tongues. Maybe for the first two days, nothing dramatic will happen. You know what you're doing? You are bringing back the supernatural into your marriage. You are bringing back the supernatural into your marriage. Some of us take a lot of things for granted. Your behavior of your husband or your wife is not natural sometimes. Sometimes you don't even know why they do some things they do. It is a risk to marry a man that is not under the influence of God's word. I talk to sisters. It's also a risk, a risk for a, a man to marry a woman that is not under the influence of God's word. You know why? If a man doesn't know the word of God, even he's not even saved. You know, some of you don't even know. He can love you today. Hey, sweetheart, wonderful. I just goes out of the house. Angela will just throw something on him. You just have following Angela. Are you understanding me? Then you call him on phone. Where are you going to? Angela is calling me. Are you wondering what happened to you? You, you loved me yesterday. You loved me the day before yesterday. What happened today now? He's under his spell. Are you understanding me? Do you? Some of you, you, you have your husband in the office. He goes to work every day, goes out every day. Do you know how many demons he meets on the way? Do you know? He goes to see, visit friends, goes here, goes here, goes, goes to different places. He has encounters with people. Do you know how many of those were negative, even demonic? Some men, is the place they are working in that is their problem. Are you understanding? And they go to the office, they forget they are married. It's true. Something, some influence comes upon them. And then they come and misbehave. And some women also, the same thing. They have maybe a group of friends. Anytime they meet those friends, the demons, devils project a disrespect for their spouse into them. They come back disrespectful. They didn't plan to be. He said, but she used to be a quiet woman. She used to be a nice woman. Why is she behaving this way? There's an influence upon her. If the supernatural is not at work in your marriage, you keep having demonic interruptions at different places. Amen. There are some people that have had, look, 
there are some people that have marriage challenges today. Ask them. When they were in a relationship, the lady was not like that. The guy was not like that. Hallelujah. They changed along the way. Some of them, they changed along the way. Something just happened somewhere. But you see, because you are working in spiritual, if a woman is praying for her husband and her husband is praying for his wife, when things, sometimes you pick things in the spirit before they happen. You pick things in the spirit before they happen. Uh, we, um, all the neighbors around here, we want to start one um, thing like that, to just want to come together and so on and so forth. You know, that coming together was not going to help her. Now, I'm not talking about some husbands that are behaving like, um, uh, what do they call that thing? Monitoring spirits, what do they call them? Supervisors. You know, the gift of suspicion is different from the gift of descending of spirits. You understand that? Gift of suspicion is provoked by fear. Are you understanding me? It, nothing has happened. He's afraid. He's afraid. You know, there are some husbands that, if their wife's phone rings, are you understanding me? Hey. Who is that? Who is calling you? Who is calling you? <laughs> Who is calling you? You understand? The gift of suspicion. Even the Bible being in church with their wife. You understand that? Maybe a brother, just a happy brother. Not that many happy brothers in church. But that's why, hey, give me one high five. Come, come, honey, come this way. What's going on? That, see, the high five was too high. <laughs> that's the gift of suspicion. The brother has issues, insecurity issues. And listen, if someone has issues of insecurity, it's a problem. You marry someone, whether it's a lady or it could be a lady could be a lady. Then you are serving the Lord, you are happy, you know, and all that, and all that, and all that. Then because she is insecure and not controlled by the love of God, everything means something. Everything means something. And it's creating problems in the marriage. Am I communicating? So, the Afghanistan setting, I'm telling you how to solve the problem. Alright? You have to take... Now, let me say something to you. If this marriage is important to you, if it is important to you, then do that. Hallelujah. Now, some of you, maybe you even tried to invite your spouse here and they didn't come. You know? If you are single, don't marry him. Amen? If he didn't come, it's not serious. I'm telling you, it's not serious. See, I've counseled people Eight out of ten cases, and I'm being nice about that if I won't say ten over ten. Eight out of ten cases, whatever you see that goes on while they are dating, also happens when they are married. So, if you're a young brother or sister here, the things going on in the relationship is the same thing that will happen in the marriage. There's nothing. Because when a young man is chasing a lady, a young man functions like he's on a conquest. You understand that? He's pursuing something. So when someone is pursuing something, he will do anything for it. You understand me? So while he's chasing you, that's the highest level of manifestation of excitement. If he's beating you that time, that he's chasing you. <laughs> he will kill you when he marries you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you understanding me? 
Are you understanding me? So, don't joke with those things. Anything you see, what happens to ladies most of the time is that they don't, they are not truthful to themselves. In any relationship you are in, be realistic. Everybody say be realistic. Don't spiritualize what is not spiritual. If it slaps it, there's no spiritual about it. Don't say, you know what I can tell you, it can be a leading, it can be a leading, it can be a leading. <laughs> Don't spiritualize it. You are dating, you are dating, you are in a relationship together. He's carrying your car. One day just touch your breast. He's not leading, no. He will touch your breast and touch other people's breasts. Say, is it how you want to do this relationship? We are not touching breasts yet. So we have to marry before you. He said, no, what a pig. Pig, let's just... Let's just you know. <laughs> that what? <laughs> Listen. That thing happening in the relationship will happen in the marriage. So don't take those things for life. They say, oh, I went to visit him. I just saw, ah, he goes to church, he's a believer. No, I, I, I want to visit him, no? I saw, I saw some things in the fridge, I don't understand. Maybe it's for some people. You know? Every time you come, you see, you see, you see lager in the fridge, you see empty ones on the table. You see lager in the fridge, you see empty ones on the table. You see lager, you say, you say no, I've, I've never seen him. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. He has a friend. That one sniffs cocaine. The other one sniffs heroin. That one takes one other thing. <laughs> and next time he's smiling, he's like this. He still did not have enough sense to know that he is sniffing. <laughs> Happy never say be true to yourself. Amen. Be true to yourself. Don't be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Glory to God. You have a lady that you're in a relationship with. The money she has collected from you is more than the money you have sent to your mother. <laughs> Within the first one year you met her, you didn't save at all. You could not save. She was not asking you, hey, I hope, uh, I hope you're not one of those that just saving money. Bring the money, let's blow it all. <laughs> and you are laughing about it. It's the same thing that will happen in the marriage. Nothing different. Amen. Am I communicating? The same thing is going to happen. So be true to yourself. I'm going to take about 10 more minutes. Be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. You see, if someone wants to get married to you, you know, let me say something to you see here. The challenge we've had in church is that unbelievers have known the way church girls think. So they, they know how to get church girls. You understand that? They know how church girls think. So, I don't believe I come up to a church girl. He doesn't say, 
be my girlfriend. He says, I want to marry you. Because only marriage is here. You understand that? He said, I want to marry you. She said, ah, he's, he's marriage. Okay. They said we should not do any other relationship apart from marriage. So, amen. Okay, I'll marry you. But, along the line, it is not different from the relationship. Listen, your relationship must be different from the relationship of an unbeliever. What do people that are unbelievers do in a relationship? Amen. That cannot be what you are doing in your own relationship. See, change how you carry out your own relationship. Because your own is supernatural. Hallelujah. Some time ago I was talking to singles and I said something. In my counseling as a pastor, you know, I found some things that were really shocking to me. Permit me to say this, that being a pastor, some people have taught me wrong things. I didn't know it as an unbeliever, I didn't even know those things. There are some singles that are more sexually active than married people. The people that are married, they come, they come from, they live together every day. And so, maybe um, someone asking a, a healthy marriage, how many times, how many times people have sex in it? Maybe three, four times a week. There's some people that, is a day, they're not married though. One day, three, four times. One day, three, four times. They're very sexually active. But they're single. Let me say something about sex. There's a scripture in Solomon that says, in Psalm Solomon that says, Awaken not my love until he please. What that implies is that if you stretch yourself sexually as a single, when you get married, nothing can satisfy it. And you have some brothers in church. You understand that? What they want the woman to do? <laughs> she cannot do it. <laughs> because there's another realm. You understand? <laughs> there's another realm. You understand? There'll be no disjointing. You understand? The same thing for some ladies. You understand? So it becomes a frustration. Now, I, 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 I honestly won't say that. We've had the case. There are cases where you are sitting down, they are telling you the things. You know, like, so now, you know, you be wondering, so say that thing again. Because you know, I've not even heard, I've not even read it in a book before. So if you are single and you're exposing yourself sexually, what it does to you is that it affects you. In the long run. It, see, this is not about, oh God will, God will forgive you. But you see, you are creating a problem for your future. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what it is. There are some couples that are not having sexual fulfillment. They're not having sexual fulfillment. It has nothing to do with, oh, they, they are naive or something. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's because they have got involved in what they call inordinate affection. They have done things that are even beyond human. Paranormal. 
And there is no spouse cut out of heaven. Are you understand me? That can you understand? The person needs a healing because he's psychologically damaged sexually. Are you understanding me? Yeah, the psych he has to first be healed. I'm not telling you something that I'm telling you things we've handled. If you have a young man that is constantly feeding on pornography, constantly feeding on pornography, pornography is acting, is not. But there are spirits behind those things. He constantly feeds on that, feeds on that, feeds on that, feeds on that. Then he now gets married to a, a sister in the Lord that loves the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now, you now want what that, that, that lady in the pornography is a prostitute. You, understand? you now want your wife to start doing those things. Then when she can't do it, she starts going somewhere else. Are you understanding me? If something's wrong with the guy, So may God heal our brothers and perhaps our sisters in the name of Jesus. Now, there's some of you as I'm speaking, that sexual, you know, devil, sexual devils have afflicted you. They are leaving you. Now, but what you do? Don't go back and start feeding on those things again. I counseled with a young man. You know what his problem is? I know I'm dealing with this because that's a major issue in relationships. This young man said, if he sees the ankle, ankle, you know what ankle is now? Of a lady, he gets turned on. Why don't you know? So I'm like, are you serious? You're serious? You're serious? He said, yes. So start looking for ankle. No, seriously. Now, if you see this young man, you won't even think that. And if you are here, don't, nobody knows you are the one. You won't even think that. Say, uncle. So, I say, okay, now you're conscious. And it's not a joke. So, the fellow has no control over his erections. Is having spontaneous erections in different places. You understand that? He can't live a normal life. He's demonic. Looking deep, he has been feeding on pornography. He's, you know, he's a porn star. That's where those things came from. You understand that? So he's constantly high. He doesn't need much to trigger him. Before he comes to church, he's already high. <laughs> Are you understand him? He's already high. So, immediately he sees uncle. Pew! Ejaculation straight. Out of time, I have some brutal things to say to you. I was just about to start. God wants your relationships to work, and He wants you to have a healthy emotional life. 
But there are impurities you bring into your emotions that will never produce a healthy emotional life. And one of it is what I'm saying. Even some movies that you... You, you, you know, you think it's only children that should watch when it gets to some scenes, they, they should flip it. Even adults. It's not the same thing that will happen to you. Yeah. You see, you control what comes to your thoughts, what comes to your eyes on a regular basis. Especially some of you that you don't even study God's word and read and pray regularly. You understand that the amount of obscenity that you receive is more than the amount of, of the word of God you hear. Now you say you stayed in service and you heard a message for about an hour. Then between today and next Saturday, you have had volumes of twelve hours of pornography. In your spirit. What will manifest? What else will manifest? Your thoughts are never pure. Your thoughts are never pure. You know why your thoughts are never pure? Because of what you keep feeding yourself with. So what people are not thinking, that's what you're thinking. Why? Because the word of God has not influenced your thinking. Some people don't even need to be tempted to sin. Are you understanding me? Because if you're a believer, you're supposed to be tempted. They're looking for the sin. Sin! 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 Woo! So I end on this note. We're supernatural. Hallelujah. If we want to see the supernatural in our relationships, we have to walk in the supernatural love of God. Amen. Yes. Let our, let our lives be dominated by that supernatural love. Then we will see the supernatural. In our relationships. You see a spouse that will say, I wanted to do like this. Something happened to me. Why? The supernatural is at work. I was thinking these thoughts. God now did this, this way and intervened in my life. Why? Because of the supernatural. Bow your heads everywhere. First of all, I want to pray for those of you that want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you want Jesus to be the Lord of your life, today, that's the beginning. That's the doorway to the supernatural. I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. I'd like to pray with you. You want Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Just lift your right hand above your head. And let me pray the salvation prayer with you. And yes, I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. Father, in the name of Jesus. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. I receive you as Lord and Savior. From this day henceforth, I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. And let people say loud, Amen. Amen. Keep your heads bowed. I pray for everyone here today. First of all, stand on your feet please. Those that are not yet married, that are single. I pray that the words you've heard today will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your paths. It will light your path in marriage in the name of Jesus. 
Every spirit not of God that has influenced you or your spouse. Right now in the name of Jesus, we take authority over that demonic influence. We set that spouse free. We set that spouse free in the name of Jesus. We pray over marriages represented here. Every husband, every wife. We stand today to declare that let there be the manifestation of the supernatural. Satan will break your hold in that marriage. Lose your grip in that home in the name of Jesus. Lose your influence in that home in the name of Jesus. We pray that every house will produce godly offspring. We pray that today will be a new platform for this marriage. And from henceforth, there will be supernatural love at work. Manifestations of the love of God in how we talk, how we think. I pray for those that have had issues, sexual perversion and things like that. I set you free. I set you free in that name that is above every name. I set you free in the name that is above every name. Let the strength of God from within your spirit enable you to walk in the light of God's word. In Jesus' most precious name. And let us say loud Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed and loaded. Hey!